I'm Pastor Brian Paulson, and this is The Message. We're glad you're listening here in Libertyville, in Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with the prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to the scripture and allow the message to speak God's word for your life. By your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your discovery your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. The first scripture reading this morning is from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Listen to the word of God. Before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his time had come to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them fully. Jesus and his disciples were sharing the evening meal. The devil had already provoked Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew the Father had given everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the table and took off his robes. Picking up a linen towel, he tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he was wearing. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. No, Peter said, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't have a place with me. Simon Peter said, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus responded, those who have bathed need only to have their feet washed because they are completely clean. You disciples are clean, but not every one of you. May God bless to our understanding this reading from the word. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 12 to 20. After he washed the disciples' feet, he put on his robe and returned to his place at the table. He said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you speak correctly because I am. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example, just as I have done, you must also do. I assure you, servants aren't greater than their masters, nor are those who are sent greater than the one who sent them. Since you know these things, you will be happy if you do them. I'm not speaking about all of you. I know those whom I've chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who eats my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you this now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am. 
I assure you that whoever receives someone I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. This ends the second reading. Well, it's uh, a joy to be able to hear our youth offer their gift in worship today. Thank you very much. I've been having fun listening to you rehearse and get ready. Same, of course, with our bell choir before some of the meetings at night. I'm able to hear that. Thank you for your gift. Uh, I'm, I'm remembering this week that uh, is the occasion of Mr. Rogers' uh, uh, birthday. I'm remembering when I was a little boy, my mother took my hand and walked me in front of uh, our black and white television set. And she kneeled down beside me and pointed to a scene that was happening on the television broadcast. There was a crowd of people and there was a fire hose blasting water against all of this crowd as they were being pushed and shoved against a wall. And I said to my mother, why are they doing this, mommy? And she said, because they believe that the tone color of someone's skin should determine the way you treat other people. She said, that's wrong. She said, Brian, never treat someone according to the way you see their body. Treat someone the way Jesus taught, taught, uh, treated people. In our passage of scripture today, Jesus is with his disciples. He is with them for the last meal with his friends. And our scripture says that Jesus loved them to the end. Now the word in Greek for end here is telos, which also means complete. So you can imagine John is teaching us two things. This is at the end of Jesus' life, chronologically, but also in the fulfillment of his teaching. And this moment, in a sense, is the pinnacle of all of Jesus' teaching. To demonstrate how his friends were to treat others, Jesus took off his outer garments and tied a towel around his waist. And in that moment, he looked like a servant. Quite literally in Greek, the word doulos is translated as slave. This is the example Jesus offers on how to treat others. Now, when I was a child, one of the most comforting voices in my life was the man that Presbyterians like to remember around this week of the year, a man on television named Mr. Rogers. And it was a delight last year to learn that he is one of the greatest heroes of my newer colleague, Nicole Chapman Farley. She shared some of that with us last year in an admirable way. There's an unforgettable scene that happened on that show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It took place during the civil rights protests of the 1960s. And the scene involved water cool water on a hot summer day, a summer where the protest for equal rights was inflamed by the segregation 
of public pools. Mr. Rogers, a Presbyterian minister, welcomed a diverse team of women and men onto his television show for children. And when assigning various role, civic roles for his actors, he asked a talented man who was black, an opera singer named Francois Clemens, to be the policeman. Now, for Clemens, this suggestion blew his mind because Clemens reflects in his autobiography entitled Officer Clemens More Than a Song. He describes the way that he, as a gay black man, had very difficult experiences in his neighborhood with police officers. But he decided as long as the role didn't interfere with his pursuit of singing and his studies, Dr. Clemens agreed to perform the role. And when the summertime controversy regarding the segregation of public pools exploded, Mr. Rogers, with a towel on his shoulder, calmly set a waiting pool in his backyard of his television set and began to cool his feet with a hose. And Officer Clemens entered the scene. Mr. Rogers invited him to join him, and calmly he sprayed his feet as they talked. Officer Clemens said he didn't have a towel, and Mr. Rogers said, well, that's no problem. The policeman could use his towel. Here, he said, I, I can dry your feet. I still remember that scene as a child. And I remember my mother telling me, treat everyone the way that Jesus would treat them. In that moment as a child, I didn't understand all the depth of what Mr. Rogers was doing, but I knew that I wanted to treat people the way that I saw him treating people. Now, Timothy Merrill quotes a sociologist from Ateneo de Manila University in the Philippines. The sociologist said, we have no more Jesus Christ symbols. We have no more Gandhi symbols. The only symbols left are movie stars who play the heroes in the movies. It has come to that. Now, he was lamenting the kind of leaders that his people were choosing in his society. And as he was doing so, I suppose we could figure that we might consider the same for our society. It made me wonder if maybe Neil Postman, the American sociologist, was correct when he suggested in the title of a book years ago that we're amusing ourselves to death. I don't know if that's really the best description of what's happening in our society, but I do listen to a lot of people talking about the need to zone out, binge-watching and streaming shows in an attempt to detox the stress of our days. I hear a lot of that as I listen to people in Lake County. What I often see is an empty space in our communities. Fewer and fewer people sit down at a table and share from the heart 
as Jesus did with his disciples. Do you know what I have done for you, Jesus said? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. That's what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Now, uh, in this Lenten season where we lift up the theme of a greater love, we've chosen to use the image of washing feet for this season, bearing this scene in mind. But I want to allay your fears. We're not going to literally wash your feet this season. All right, all the water's been used up on the boys already today. Yeah. But, you know, there are some Christian traditions that consider foot washing a sacrament even sacramental, but we won't wash your feet here. But think about what Jesus and John in his recounting of this story are teaching us. They're teaching us humility, but not as an abstract virtue. In this scene, Jesus embodies humility in a tangible way. Uh, yesterday, I came in and saw all the activity uh, of our crew that was serving in the mobile food pantry, and it was a cold morning yesterday, wasn't it? I mean, it was very cold. And I saw people trying to smile at me, but their faces were frozen <laughs> from the cold. And it's not always easy to embody the faith, but there were members of our church doing that as they lifted food into family vehicles. Each one of us embodies the faith with our investment of time and attention for others. I remember at the start of my ministry ages ago, I took 60 teenagers to Appalachia repairing porches and roofs in the, those early days. The chaplain of Warren Wilson College near Asheville opened their chapel on the last day of our efforts so that we could share a closing service of worship at the end of our work. The leaders and I had arranged for tubs of water to be available with towels in a circle on the floor. The kids just wanted to get back to their stuff at the end of a hard day. It was the end of the week. But we filed them in after returning from their work sites to the chapel. They were dusty and dirty. They smelled like a tired group of teenagers. And then we invited them to take off their shoes. I knelt beside one of the big jocks who played football at the high school. Dude, he looked at me. <laughs> they smell, man. <laughs> I smiled, I knelt, and I began to wash his feet. In the ancient world, Tertullian and other church leaders suggest that when Peter protests in our scripture reading today, when he says, you'll never wash my feet, dude, they smell. When John was telling this story, Tertullian suggests that John was naming two things. Jesus responds to Peter saying that if he's already bathed, he doesn't need to wash except for his feet. Now, there are 
two Greek words John uses here, leluminos for bathed and nephasthai for wash. Tertullian and the early Christian leaders claimed that our baptism, like the baptism of our two boys today, embraces us in God's love and washes us free of death for eternal life. But even with that assurance, we don't kid ourselves. Walking the paths that we take, doing the things we do, we get dusty. And we sometimes stink by the things that we do and the things that we leave undone. For this, even though we've been baptized, we repent, we wash, and we grow to become more like Jesus. What John showed Jesus teaching in our scripture today, according to modern scholars, what Jesus was teaching in his last meal with his disciples is that Jesus would soon give his life for his friends. He would be humbled by death. And his humble act of washing was a foreshadowing of that final act. This humility of Jesus was offered so that all might li tr live, truly live. And from this act of humility, Jesus gave us the commandment to love one another as he loved us. In her commentary on this passage for our Follow Me studies, Marianne McKibben Dana says that people she observes are usually more willing to wash another's feet than actually to submit to the washing themselves. Friends, we are baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection, and he wants to wash our feet. He sees us in the stinky state of our many and sundry biases, he knows what we have done and what we have not done. He knows the whole story. And he wants to wash your feet. And he wants to wash mine too. Receive his love. Receive his love. And then share his love. You know, for years now, I've been studying and writing about humility, what the early Christians considered to be the chief of all virtues. But in the last analysis, humility is not found in study, but in action, recognition, repentance, receiving, serving, by this, everyone will know that we are Jesus' disciples, like Mr. Rogers, if we have love for one another. This I deliver to you in the name of the Holy Trinity, who lives in an eternity of relationship. Amen. Thank you for listening on our podcast 
or through our YouTube playlist of sermons, be sure to forward this message to someone whom you believe is seeking God's word today.